podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your M.O.? To find your M.O., tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. This is Women on the Ball from the Blue Room. We're back again. I think I can still say Happy New Year, even though like, we're verging on February. Yeah, yeah, but fine. first time we've had a chat, <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, we're back at Finch Farm. It is another horrendously grey day for January, but the girls are hopefully going to brighten things up a little bit for us. So welcome back. Did you, did you just have a good one? That's the, always the question yeah, about New Year. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Really good. Did you, Kika, did you, joining us for the first time, I should say, as well, Kika Van S, midfielder for Everton Women. Did you get back over to, to home, back over to Holland, or? No, because we had to train on the 31, 31st, yeah, yeah. and the day after as well, so we didn't do many. I had, I had my boyfriend over, so that was yeah, nice. Yeah, I know you did the same as well, Simone, you were away before Christmas, were you, and then back over yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, so I went home the weekend before just to catch up, and then back nice. over here, spent Christmas over in England, so nice. no, it was nice. Straight nice. back to it. All yeah. your Christmas jammies. Oh, God, yeah. a big debate about Christmas jammies <laughs> last time we spoke. Yeah. And we're hoping that we've spread the tradition over to France now with Mayru who joined us last time <laughs> as well. Uh, so loads to get through. Uh, new year, uh, loads happening in terms of transfers and stuff as well. So a big shake-up in terms of you, the team as well and teammates. Um, and not an ideal start to the new year in terms of the fixtures with West Ham being, being uh, postponed as well due to yeah. flu virus yeah yeah i think so um yeah that was obviously we we came in um over the new year period to obviously mm-hmm. prepare for the game um so to have it kind of called off is obviously really have any game called off yeah. but to have the first one of the year it kind of gets the ball rolling kind of gets you started and stuff was was a bit disappointing um yeah. but it is what it is yeah not quite the kickstart you're after. Not quite, no. So, but you bounce back quickly because you because you always do, and then straight into Man City, which we can safely say didn't exactly go to plan. So William said after the game that there'd been more in terms of individual performances rather than that team feeling. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you agree with that? Yeah, like I think so, and I think obviously with having the, the first game postponed, yeah. it doesn't exactly help, and obviously we don't want to use that kind of as an excuse and. We know we know what we're capable of as as a squad, and I just think on the night, you know, it just didn't click for us. But that's why it was so important that going into the next game that we knew that we had to fight and we had to battle, and yeah. the three points were crucial. And obviously, we managed to get them, so yeah. that was the most important thing. Had a few injuries as well, Lucy, during that time as well. With Chloe Kelly being out with the game at the time, so I think that had a big impact. Yeah, I think to lose Chloe um, is always kind of has a big impact. You know, she's such a tenacious, um, hard-working player. You know, she can create something with nothing. So mm. to have a, a forward. Player like uh, like her to, to be missing out the game is obviously uh it's, it's kind of yeah it's it's not great um but in terms of the, the whole the whole team you know I think there was there was performances across the board that you know we, we could have looked at um, yeah. in terms of some individual errors and stuff like that but I mean that's football and um, like you say we bounced back against um, Reading so that's the, that's the most important thing the the response to, to the defeat was yeah. yeah really good that was one hell of a bounce back <laughs> and you could see it so for me I couldn't get to the game myself on uh, on Sunday there so I was watching it all coming up through the Everton ladies uh, Everton women sorry Twitter feed which if you're not following already you should be and I could like there was anxiety there waiting for the next update to come like they couldn't come quick enough you could kind of feel the atmosphere almost through the reporting there as well as much as that's just in black and white yeah. what was it for you guys down down on the ground what was it like 
it was it was a battle. Um, yeah. we, we knew going into the game that you know Redden are, are a physical team. You know they've probably got one of the best presses in the league. Mm. Um, so in terms of yeah, just rolling our sleeves up and you know just getting getting down and dirty really, yeah. just you know taking taking the game to them and playing the, playing them at their own game. Um, and I think we we managed to play in spells as well. You know that the pitch wasn't great, but we showed quality in spells. Um, and and yeah, came out on top. Yeah, fantastic. There were a couple of br- brilliant quotes as well that were uh, that were made to Sarah Halpin when uh, on the final whistle there as well with uh, with Chloe saying that she showed a lot of fight mm-hmm. and that she was really proud of, of the team effort. Um, and then uh, latest edition as well, Izzy Christensen has said even though that she'd not played the game that she felt like she played the ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I think that really came through, like for, you know, for supporters like who who weren't even there. And then obviously a lot of chat with supporters who were there on uh, on the day as well. So fantastic victory and obviously setting you girls up now for going into the effort. They put fourth round draw on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So London Bees at home. Yeah. How right. we f- how are we feeling? It's exciting. I mean, we all love the FA Cup. Yeah. Um. So you know, we've got a home draw to start us off. So hopefully, you know, we can start off. It's hopefully going to be a good run for us. Yeah. Um. You know, it's the nature of the FA Cup. Everyone loves it. So, and in the past, you know, we've been quite successful in, in the FA yeah. Cup. So hopefully, you know, we can continue that on and uh, have a nice little cup run. Fantastic. Looking forward to this. Now, this also <coughs> kickstarts. Uh, uh, an exciting run locally. We're starting to feel the murmurs already. Uh, obviously, we've got uh, an away fixture in the meantime as well, down to Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, we've had some questions sent in, um, and one of which I'll just get you to think about now before I ask you is what three things do you have to take with you when you travel to away fixtures? <laughs> right, so obviously, I'm going to feel, I'll have a feeling say that your phone and your charger are probably two of them. <laughs> right, so have a think, and we'll come back to those in a little bit. So, yeah, Sunday, 2nd of February, we've got Brighton Hove Albion. <clears throat> Why can I never say this? Brighton and Hove Albion away. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Sunday, the 9th of February, a historic moment. And we just seem to be talking about derbies all, all the time, time recently. Yeah. But the girls will be hosting Liverpool at Goodison Park for the first time so in a few words how on earth does that feel? It's amazing you know that that's it's what you play football for games yeah. and occasions like that and obviously we've, we've played them at, at their home so it's mm. time for them to come onto our turf and yeah. hopefully you know we can come out victorious again but it's going to be a, a momentous occasion for many of the girls and mm. uh, one we're really looking forward to. Lucy how's it going to feel leaving the girls out there <coughs> with the captaincy? With, with so much expectation mm. uh, not so much weighing on your shoulders but, but it's there, there'll be obviously a lot of families there'll be a lot of Blues who maybe support the first team yeah. who will be out because it's a home fixture yeah. how's that going to make you I feel? I think leading the girls out every weekend is such an honour and such a privilege and it makes me so proud especially when we come off on the better side of it mm. um, but in terms of like derbies and stuff they're kind of like cup finals, you know, they yeah. don't come around that often and when they do come around you know, they can be a very big occasion so um, no, I think coming off the back of the Merseyside derby at Anfield, um, I think we've done ourselves a little bit of an injustice in terms of our whole performance. Mm-hmm. So I think we're definitely looking forward to this one, you know, being at Goodison with the home ground and just actually yeah. giving them a taste of what we're actually really capable of. Yeah. I think that we underperformed the first yeah. occasion, so I think we're going to learn from that and go in. Um, probably a little more a little less nervous and a little more prepared yeah Kiki for you well it's the first time for all of you what I'm saying like it's a first opportunity but in in Liverpool in particular I don't know whether you'll you'll have maybe felt it before we got we're going to Anfield um you know back in uh, in November November 17th was the last Mm -hmm. one um how how heavy a derby is in Liverpool and how seriously both sides take it have you have you experienced anything like that before in terms of obviously European Championships World Cups etc how do you deal with that kind of pressure I think quite good because we play like big games with mm. the national team also in Holland we play like big games that you you weren't allowed to lose yeah. so <laughs> I know the feeling so 
I'm happy to play those games because that, I think you get like an extra feeling and mm. you play and I think your performance can be way better than normally. Mm. So I like it to play those games. Yeah. yeah. Something to step up to as opposed yeah, to as opposed yeah. to shy yeah. away from. Yeah. Kiki, this gives us gives us a great opportunity to find out a little bit more about you. We've grilled the girls previously as well. <laughs> Everything from knowing about Simone's main <laughs> main backer in her football football career, which was the milkman, believe it or not. Um, but how different is it or how different was it for you getting started in sport? Did you start playing football at school age or was it later on? I was five years old, so okay. I went to school when I was four, uh, and then I played with, yeah, with boys. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like a boy when I was young, so uh, and I wanted to play football. So I thought if I have the dream to play football, I have mm. to cut my hair and have to be a boy. So that's what I did. So I played with boys. Wow. I had only like friends in school. Uh, I played also with boys in the football team mm. from my fifth till my sixteen. Ah, oh, right. So okay. I played all the time with boys on the highest level uh, in my area where I lived and after that I make uh, the step to the highest league in Holland mm-hmm. and I played there for 11 years at many clubs Amazing. I got almost at like every club in Holland yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try them all out yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and now I'm 28 and I thought it's, it's, I'm ready for the next step in my career mm-hmm. I had like a big injury and that was the reason why I was a little bit scared to make like a new step yeah um, but now I feel happy to be here and I think everything is a, everything is a great club so yeah I feel alright so if um, so it sounds like things are relatively similar in terms of, of, of back in the day when you were coming through schooling and, and there being very little provision for girls to play football yeah. um, with you know with an entire team with, with enough girls wanting to play to be able to pick a team each week so has that changed now do you say now that you know you're, you're 28 when you look back now look at how schooling works is there more provision there for girls now wanting to play football yeah it is because we won the Euros mm-hmm. and after that you saw like a big grow yeah. for girls also for boys but also for girls and now they can choose if they want to play with boys mm-hmm. or with girls so and not they don't have to be like 12 to be in a, in a girls team they yeah. also can be like f- for five-year-old girls there are, there are also like teams mm-hmm. so I'm really happy that at least they can choose. If, mm. Of course, it's better for girls to play with boys, but if they just want to play football because they, they like it, yeah. then it, it's nice that they have the opportunity to play with girls. Mm-hmm. And I think in Holland, uh, it's one of the biggest sports now, mm. uh, also for girls. So that's really good. Amazing. So I'm happy that we we show that football is not only for boys, mm. but also for girls. Yeah. So do you think in terms of those, those bigger international um, competitions, obviously World Cup, um, you know, Euros, that type of thing. Do you think that goes hand in hand in terms of them having more media coverage? Helps with that boost, you know, from grassroots to be able to get more women and more girls into sports? Yeah, I think so. But it was hard because in the beginning when we won the Euros, everybody was really positive. Yeah. So last year when we went to the, to the World Cup, everybody has like an opinion and mm. then it's hard. But we, we are not now in that stadium that people have an opinion about you and it's not always, always that positive. Mm. So... We got we have like a lot of media uh, around us, mm-hmm. so you have to look to look up what you're doing, yeah. and what you uh, telling the girls what's yeah. good and what's mm-hmm. not. So it's nice that we got a lot of media, but it's also like the other side. It's always hard mm-hmm. that people get like an opinion, and it's not always good. So yeah, we grow with that, but at least we show girls that they also mm-hmm. can. 
it's something we've touched on before as well, isn't it? In terms of being kind of thrust into the spotlight, mm -hmm. yeah. and that it's not just your footballing career. You yeah. know, the, the minute that's kind of that starts to snowball, people want to know more about you, and then yeah. it's whether your Instagram yeah. account, you know, be yeah. becomes under uh, under scrutiny, um, or you know, or your Twitter account. So that kind of, I mean, I suppose really you could go as far as to say that that's like the celebrity half of it because yeah. you, you've known when you're successful, you yeah, the attention towards you then becomes more mm -hmm. yeah, like more scrutinised that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think for a lot of women footballers especially, we're kind of leading the line. So like yeah. we're essentially like the guinea pigs for um, kind of being under this umbrella of the social media. It's just a mm -hmm. message away, you know, mm -hmm. um, to, to have an influence on somebody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess the way we deal with it just now isn't, you know, we don't really know how to deal with it. Because we've like never no been numb before. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think when we do have massive success, I think, or good success, I think it's important that what gets spoken about inside the team um, mm -hmm. you know everybody's under the same impression that, yeah. that nobody's stepping out of line essentially yeah. um, and it's important that we get the, this media training kind of thing mm -hmm. um, so that we know that you know we're staying within our boundaries and we're not upsetting anybody or yeah. and if someone says something nasty or cruel then it's it's a it's a fine line, isn't yeah. it? Is it? You know, because you whilst you're employed as a professional footballer, yeah. you're also entitled to have your own yeah. life, yeah. you know, and your family and friends <coughs> and you know people that you're associated with mm -hmm. that you can't control. Mm -hmm. and so it, it it must be really difficult. And like you've said, Lucy, there very rightly so. You're you're paving the way here. You're making the rules. Yeah. So you know, I, I think I think more. There's probably more pressure that way than what there is in terms of you turning up, you know, and doing your job and yeah, playing to the best yeah. of your ability. But that's um, nice from Dutchies yeah. who played here. Nobody's recognizing me on the street. Yeah. So I like love it to be here because I just can be myself. But when yeah. I'm in Holland, yeah, you can't walk down them. the street. So yeah. that's it's strange and it's that's really interesting. It's, yeah. it's a I think I don't know if. You have the same when you when you go home or somewhere that people recognize you. But mm -hmm. for us, it's we are like abroad. But it's same, you can be just be yourself yeah. and yeah. do yeah. what you like and wear what you like and yeah, yeah. And of course, you can do it as well in Holland. But it's it's it is a difference. It's just different. Everybody's looking at you and yeah. yeah. So it would be interesting to see how quickly. The UK catches up yeah. because yeah. It, it's it's almost like it's a natural it's natural progression, progression. isn't it? You know, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. Something I'd said to the girls when we first started, uh, women on the ball, but it was more in terms of how we um, align with the men's first team. So I said to them, right, if we took a walk down the Goodison Road on match day, mm -hmm. how many people would recognise you? Yeah. You know, and know who you are and what you do. And it's really interesting to hear that actually, you know, in Holland, in the Netherlands, that it's 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 already there. Oh, it is. So it would be really interesting, you know, to see yeah. how much more coverage and stuff mm -hmm. that the league gets now going yeah. forward mm -hmm. and how much more you girls make the news and, and how that will that how that will come in line yeah. I'd like to think we will still be talking about this give it maybe another couple of seasons and we'll yeah. see before I we can't get an interview years. because yeah, they're so busy yeah, yeah, yeah. Years, the years are here and then people yeah. just think I can, I can go to a game yeah. let's see how it is yeah. and then yeah. they get that feeling in the stadiums and then yeah. especially being a, a home base you know so yeah. there's going to be yeah, a lot exactly. of yeah. attention yeah. around yeah. Um, and it's accessible mm -hmm. when, when something's accessible for people you Pulse. know to watch yeah. it on TV to go to games they, they gain interest and then they want to know more about the players and then that's how it grows yeah well especially with the likes of, of fixtures like the derby coming up mm -hmm. you know it, yeah. it's, ju it's just changing the playing field in terms of being from Haygrove from Southport you know down yeah. to Goodison mm -hmm. again if um, if you're looking at heading towards the uh, to Goodison Park to go and see these girls do their thing on the 9th of February we'll stick a ticket link down if you're watching on YouTube and the tickets are six quid 
yeah. I mean, yeah. which it, there's no reason not to go yeah. if they're only six quid well, and then three quid for juniors as well. The stadiums as well. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And take it in. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Being a football football fan myself, like going to stadiums just to tick them off to say that. Yeah. Been that long, been that <laughs> yeah. long. Scratch it off. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's like five year olds playing or if it's top no. top yeah. league yeah. I've been to the stadium oh my eight year old's exactly the same she made me take one of her Christmas presents was to go to the Carabao Cup game against Leicester which was awful by the way <laughs> but she's like I've been now I've been under the stage yeah. in life now I've been That's I was like it. it was a school night we got back in at quarter past ten I was like get to bed immediately yeah. but the beauty of it of, of making women's football more accessible like you know the ticket prices yeah. it's on a Sunday it's family friendly um, you know if and like I said if you've not got your tickets already you will be bitterly disappointed afterwards so get down and have a look at the ticket link and go from there um so january brings around a change for, for loads of people obviously transfers are being busy as well mm-hmm. we've lost a few girls we've gained a few as well um i've got to go to my notes for this to make sure i get everybody's name correctly uh, first up sandy McIver returns yes that's right so that's going to extend our goalkeeper uh counts to three now am i right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. amazing um i'd watched a really interesting um video as well of sandy that she'd done before she'd left um, uh, the Clemson Tigers. First of all, the amount of girls who were coming in who were swapping the likes of Leon, uh, Portland, or the Gold Coast for Haley Rasso in particular, and then uh, and then the States again. <laughs> For the gloomiest looking Finch farm in the world. Hailwood. <laughs> yeah, essentially Hailwood. This is going to have to be some serious scouse warm welcome yeah. that these girls get in the coming weeks because it is freezing over here right now. Um, so, yeah, and then all change. So, uh, we've got um, Izzy Christensen as well who's joined us. She's come over from Leon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then Faye Bry- uh, Bryson even is out to Bristol. Uh, and George Bro is out to Birmingham City on loan until the end of the city, until the end of the season even, and Elise Hughes down to Bristol on loan as well. So, how do, have I missed anybody out, first of all? No. Is that about right? Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. How does it work for you girls in terms of the dressing room, in terms of training, if you get together outside of, of work? How does, it cha- how does it feel when you change the dynamic like that? Were you close to any of the girls who've gone out? You know, until the end of the season or transferred out. You know, how does that change things up for you? Yeah, it's interesting because especially like the loan spells, mm. it's relatively new in the women's game. You know, players going out on loan and mm. and stuff like that. And I think you know, it's it's one of them things that's new to us and we're, we're learning. Yeah. You know, how to deal with that. Not and obviously, adapt. we're close yeah. with the girls that you know have gone out on loan, and we keep in touch with them and see mm. how they're doing. And obviously, they're going to yeah. be coming back hopefully you know, at the end of their loan spell, yeah. and, you know, but it, it's important for the players to go out and, you know, maybe get that game time that they weren't yeah. getting and, you know, it's only going to help us in the long in the long mm. run if they're going out in development and getting game time and when they come back, you mm. know, have improved. It must be really important for them when they go out on, on loan to still have that connection, oh, yeah. you know, and if that comes down to yourselves, obviously there'll be people employed at the club, you know, who make sure yeah, yeah. that that, that kind yeah. of like pastoral, that welfare um, connection is there, but when you've made a connection, you know, with one of the girls at yeah. work, you know, you yeah. get on, or, or a few of you in particular, um, you know, so what, what lengths do, in terms of like texting each other, checking in, still the odd night out occasionally? Yeah, cheeky WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Gavin oh, and Stacey quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up yeah. to mind. I mean, as if we didn't start the entire podcast by asking you what you thought of the Gavin and Stacey <laughs> Christmas special. If you're only, if this is the first Women on the Ball episode you've watched, please go back and watch the previous one at Christmas when Simone was so excited about watching the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special. Special that we were all singing the song for the probably for the rest of Christmas yeah. and all the after that. Personally, I didn't think it was that good. Oh no, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. it was brilliant. I just, I don't know. It's I just, the way they've set up as well. There's got. I'm just itching yeah, for more. Yeah, I need, yeah, I need another one. <laughs> Season four, come on. 
Brilliant. If you weren't singing Step Into Christmas all over Christmas, mainly just because of our podcast, then you've, then you've definitely missed out. Um, but yeah, I, I, was, um, I was keen to know, um, you know what, what it feels like. Um, when you go out on loan, obviously you've got to kind of integrate yourself into a new team as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Kiko, it would be no different as well if, when, you, when you come into a totally different country and starting with another team as well. How long does that, do you think that process takes generally? I think, oh, I know. Well, if I look at myself, I think at least a couple of months Yeah. before you, because now you come here, you have to learn the language, you have to learn how the girls are, what, what do they like, what, which football do they play, because it's like a big difference between yeah. Holland and here. So I think, yeah, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. For, so if you go on loan for a half year. Yeah. Yeah, it's short. So yeah, so you're literally just kind of just getting your heels in. Yeah, that's and, why long terms can be so difficult if, if they're short term. Yeah. Um, then the time you actually feel like you're getting up and running, mm-hmm. you can then be mm-hmm. kind of taken out of that environment that you're getting used to again. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it comes down to the kind of player or the kind of person that you are. If you're willing to just chuck yourself in yeah. and go, this is kind of who I am. This is who I play. You know, yeah. some people are really shy. Some people, you know, mm-hmm. are more like into into themselves. Um, and again, experience as well. You know, we've got Elise, um, who's went out. She's only eighteen, nineteen years yeah, old. Yeah, of course. Moving yeah. away from home for the first time. There's so many different factors that can impact or affect your your performance or your you know where you are mm-hmm. in, in terms of football. So, um, yeah, I think the the more experience that she can get being away from home or being in a different environment will only add to her armor kind of as she grows. Yeah. As she grows up, you know. Yeah. So if anything, you you've got to see it as a positive, oh, especially yeah. early yeah, on. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. One, a positive building. Get the game time. Mm-hmm. Two, meet new people. Different language, uh, different um, well, environment. Might as well be a different language, don't <laughs> <laughs> No offense to any of our Bristol viewers. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I think as as you start in trouble no, every time. So yeah, I think it's just it only adds to it that your experience, um, mm. especially when you're that age, you probably look back at it thinking, "I'm so glad I done that." Yeah, because, yeah. You know, it, it comes down the line where you meet faces. Um, in, a, in a team and then you then you leave again and then the next few yeah. years you'll bump into them again and yeah, you know course, you kind of yeah. rekindle them relationships so it's mm. good to know people throughout the league I, I think bit, of a, sure. bit of a confidence builder as yeah. well um, so we put a shout out uh, for this episode of Women on the Ball to ask for your questions. Now, unsurprisingly, we had loads of girls in particular like, oh my God, can we come in and interview them with you? I was like, no, that's my job. But I will pass that on for you. Um, so yeah, so we've got some questions. So I've just got to say a huge thank you to all of the girls at AC Hoylake, um, at Archbishop Blanche, Brogreen International School and Blackmore Park Junior School. It was most of the kids there who thought, oh, are, we go- are we going to Finch Farm? Are we going to see the girls? So I've broken some hearts this week. Um, but thank you so much for your questions. If you would like to put some questions to the girls in the next women on the ball if you're watching youtube stick a comment down below and otherwise if you're listening on the podcast then get in touch with the blue room on any of the social media platforms there and uh, and send us a question in all right so first up phoebe has asked so you guys always come and say hello to the supporters after the game how important is it for you to have that connection with the fans i think it's crucial i think that's what you know so special about the women's game in particular is that we're on that level and we we really go the extra mile to integrate Mm -hmm. with the fans and you know get to know them on a personal level even and I just think that that's what brings them back again Mm -hmm. you know because they can relate with us and you know they can go back home and be like you know oh I know her you know and build them sort of relationships and you know it brings them back again and I think that that's what you know 
makes our game different. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think. Um, Going back to what Kiko had said there about in terms of being recognised, it's kind of like the the nice side of it, yeah. as yeah. opposed to feeling like scrutiny. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that if you you've put that effort in because you want to, you know, just go, thanks for coming down, or you know, it's lovely when you see the pictures. Yeah, you know, when it's yeah, when it's yeah. youngsters in particular, and you yeah. can just tell it's absolutely made their day. <laughs> um, and and I think you know under um like like you said that when we draw comparisons uh, comparisons rather between the, the first team men's game and women's, it is that more accept that little bit more. Mm-hmm. Accessible, yeah. and for you to be making, you know, that effort is obviously going going a really long way. Uh, so more selfies, please, with the girls on uh, on Instagram. Um, girl, uh, so Grace has asked, uh, what one thing should um, girls playing junior football be focusing on? I think that's quite a difficult question. One thing you should focus on when you're playing at junior level. That's difficult. Um, <laughs> when I was young, they learned. When I when we had to scout like girls, they said it's really important that you how the way you walk okay. is the most important thing because you can see if you let us run, you see we just run like men's I think. Okay. So that's a good thing. So I think if you l- run like a man and you're how do you, yeah if yeah, you well, like run like this, this you're not going to be fast but yeah. run like yeah. athletically you're, yeah, 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 yeah athletic ability yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's yeah. so when I was young they always told me yeah look at girls if they know how to run and yeah then that's the most important thing because if you can you can learn how to shoot and but yeah, you can't yeah. learn how somebody's running on the, on the pitch. Yeah. So Something that I thought was really interesting, you know, I mentioned earlier on that I'd watched an interview that, um, that Sandy had done um, with Clemson mm-hmm. Tigers before she'd left there. Um, one of her, um, one of the coaches there had said what was really interesting about it is that she she can play the game with her feet mm-hmm. as well as her hands, mm-hmm. and it's like not just not something I'd ever really kind of you know like thought about or yeah. you know, but in terms of being multi skilled, when you you know when you're um, when you're looking to be scouted, even even if it is at junior level, do you think that having a, a preference or a specialism in terms of where you play or being more of a rounded player is more important? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. When I was growing up, anyway, I was into every sport. Yeah. Whether that be like racket sports or badminton, like badminton, <laughs> tennis, basketball, mm. um, like playing football. I think that is really good for in terms of like your hand-eye coordination. Um, so yeah, I think just join in as many sports as possible, even if you do or don't like them. Um, I think cognitively, I think that the start, like the earlier you start doing them, mm. in the long run, I think when it comes to like Sandy needs to play with her feet, needs to play with her hands. Yeah. I think she obviously is very very skilled at that. Yeah, so. apparently it was something that she would never admit to, but there's a bit of a striker in her. Maybe she Interesting. Get her on the train. Yeah. 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 Crossbar challenge, anyone? Yeah. No, keepers are really good at crossbar yeah. challenge, yeah. actually. Yeah. Oh, that's so unfair. <laughs> I should be rubbish at it. Um, all right, so uh, let's have a look. Sophie has asked, how many, um, how many hours do you train in a normal week? Um, and do any of the squads have other jobs as well? Obviously not a question, again, that would be put into... Yeah. men's first team <laughs> players, squad players, it's, uh, again a different dynamic, so Look is anybody it. else doing another job? Uh, so. No, just no. studying I guess, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that would probably be the more, more common yeah. thing, you know we've got a few people that are studying mm. still maybe just kind of part time, yeah. I know I do anyway, I don't know if there's anybody else in the team. Yeah. That was for me the biggest yeah. reason yeah. to come to England because yeah. in Holland you have to work or go to school mm. then train, so and here in England, all the girls have like a professional contract, so yeah, they have yeah. like 40 hours or what, 
what is it here? Yeah. So you, you can focus on you can focus yeah. on the football. So right? and of course you can choose to do a study or something, but it's not necessary. So yeah. in England everybody's like a professional, but when you go to Holland you have to go to school or to work because you don't get get like a full time contract. Right, okay. So that was for me like a big reason to come yeah. to here because then you can ask hundred percent for course. from every girl. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, so how many hours do you train on an, on a normal week? Oh wow, I need to get my calculator out and start. <laughs> a lot is the short answer. It must yeah. be like Monday recovery. Well, we're in nearly every, Tuesday, every day. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here yeah. pretty much at least five, six times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it would probably be like your 40-hour contract. Yeah, yeah. Like, probably. I think yeah, basically, yeah. But that'd be like um, on the pitch and meetings, media, schools, etc. Although we're not always like on the pitch for like 40 hours, um, I think like <laughs> yeah. in terms of being un- in the facility and on mm. on campus and yeah. on site type thing, yeah. probably like minimum. Like, but more normally two hours a day, I think. Yeah, two hours yeah. a day. Yeah. Pitch session yeah, on the yeah. pitch, and then so you've got your gym on top. Yeah, of course. So I think. Yeah. So it's a full time job. Yeah. Not really yeah. any time to do anything <laughs> else whether you wanted to or not. All right, Chloe has asked. Uh, who right? Who's <laughs> who's got the best goal celebration stroke dance moves? <laughs> dance moves. Oh, see, so that's a different ball game. Yeah, apparently. they're, they're two separate things. There's a few stiff boards in our team, isn't And so it begins. Um, the best celebration. I don't, I don't know. I think when people score, everybody just gets killed. Everyone just, just, it's just, just a pile in. on. I yeah. think it was Chloe last game. She yeah. did this to everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was oh, in the right. five people on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Come when on, she then. was interviewed afterwards, she yeah. said, I did have a moment where I thought, yeah. should I do that? And then she just went yeah. for it yeah. anyway. Yeah. So that was pretty really funny because we were all looking at the stands. What she did, stand up. Yeah, and proposing a game of head, shoulders, knees, and toes yeah. next time. So yeah, yeah. scored the most goals as well, probably. So you probably have to give it to Siggy for yeah, this. Yeah, she's probably we've, running we've out of ideas. Maybe we have to try something with the team. Yeah, do there's a YouTube video with that right there. We just yeah. have to learn some classic dances from over the years. Yeah, so for the next they know something, spray. let us know. Right, there you go. If you've got any suggestions, get them sent in. Um, right, and this is the one that I wanted to ask you as well. Ellie has asked, what three things would you te- do you have to take? What are your essentials when you travel to away fixtures? Shoes, toothbrush, and your phone. Okay. All straight in there. Straight in. going to keep something about it. It's got to be your phone. You've all got to set your phone. Yeah, so we all take right? that phone and, yeah. you know, like your boots and stuff like that. We, um, our table on the bus is known as the snacks table. Mm. Oh, I'm loving this. And we produce, we produce. <laughs> like, we like, like, set levels. Like, we all bring us. each... Like we all kind of liaise with each other, like what we're bringing, and we have a full. They can see it. They can bring a lot of snacks. Wow, yeah. like, like, so we've got like your hummus cart sticks on there. Mm-hmm. You know? sticks. Are they not stinking the bus out with hummus though? Every time Ew, we sit on our table, we said, What's no, no. the smell? You're you always want want some some sticks, no, you always want some carrot sticks. No, not me. Maybe sticks, yes, huh? but not me. I never come to your table. To ask, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. But that's like the good side. So then after the game, nice. we've got like. Then yeah. we've got other some, like goodies, like nice, goodies, yeah. some nice things. <laughs> Recovery snacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the heart. They go to the yeah. heart the more yeah. than anything nice. else to make you feel good. So yeah. Right. Give us a little bit of an insight then. What's your go-to sugar rush? Oh. Drumstick squashies for me all day long. Oh, I love they're them, you know. The, the, blue, the, the blue and the pink ones. Blue, 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 bl
Because you don't even have to chew them. I really, I really like them. <laughs> so like the yeah. skips of sweets. Yeah. Just put them in your mouth. It's fine. We're done. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I like them. Nice. Are you missing anything from home, food-wise? Oh, many things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the food in here, so, but, yeah. You get by, right? Yeah, we have to, yeah. The Dutch eat a lot of bread, don't they? Yeah, yeah a lot of bread, bread. Yeah. Mm. Well, in the beginning, after uh, every train, of, after the train session, we eat here, we eat hot, warm food, but yeah. we yeah. don't do that, so we eat at five or six, no way. so in the beginning I thought, okay, and what gonna, I'm going to eat when I'm home, mm. So, but then we don't eat again. Yeah, so it, it's, a, it's another kind of cultural change, <laughs> yeah. isn't it, something else but to get used to? But also the beans, yeah. and if we, ha- we want to go for lunch, mm. it's normally like just a, a hot meal, how do you say it, like what you eat in the, in the evening after? Yeah, they're not like... Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, so rather like than something kind of like light or it's yeah, like it's another full meal. Yeah, if I want to go meal. for lunch, I think about bread with something nice on it, but yeah. no. <laughs> Just give like, the girl a subway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a cultural thing, like, I think like the UK is only people who could eat like three hot meals a day. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So like hot breakfast, whether that be like your porridge or... Yeah, like, get your wee bits down. Beans and toast, <laughs> then like lunch can be hot, then we'll go home and have a hot dinner. Yeah. Whereas like everyone else is like, oh, just have like... Like salads. Like cold yeah. salads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no. no. We love like, a bit of sponge in the north. Yeah, it's just like the bit on the side. The, side, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the bit you don't get around to eating. No, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm too full for them green sets oh, today. Oh, wow. There we go. Yeah. I've, I feel like I've learned more today yeah. than what we've learned in the previous yeah. two episodes, to be my, fair. My three things were probably my phone, my headphones, and snacks. Yeah. I was going to say, your headphones probably play a part as well, play the game then? Yeah. With your snacks? Yeah, it's few. But not even if you bring your... Oh, but yeah, that's a given. That's a given, though. Like, oh, like, yeah. just three things. Well, Lucy's boots, not taking the boots. My boots, my boots, my boots, my boots, my boots, my Yeah, now you can play football. Now you're ready. I always I always bring the cards. I like a wee card game. Oh, nice time. Especially on the lights of, like, Brighton. On a lot. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. a hell of a way to go, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah in terms of uh, pa- just stinking the bus out with hummus, <laughs> not sharing your snacks. Hummus and cards, and come on. Play, play <laughs> <and play. laughs> <laughs> sip and tea. <laughs> Girls, we've got to wish you the best of luck. Obviously, we've got a, a, a busy few weeks now, especially for FA Cup at mm-hmm. uh, the weekend. Yeah. And uh, and obviously, if we don't see you beforehand up at uh, up in Southport, then we'll see you for the derby at Goodison once again. If you don't have your tickets already, get it sorted. We'll stick a link for you if you're watching on YouTube, and if you're listening to the podcast, we'll put the details up on the Blue Room over on Twitter. Thank you very much for joining us, girls. No problem. This is the Women on the Ball episode three. Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger-than-life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with a Carnival bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings. Only at worldsoffun.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.